Inside Live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice on a Friday night. Thank you for joining us. Dish Network Channel 219, Pluto TV, Channel 470. You can also find us on Samsung TV Plus, Channel 1029. I love Samsung TV Plus. I always use it at home because I have a new Samsung. You should check it out for yourself if you do have one. Also, follow us on all of the socials, including Facebook, Twitter, Rumble. Uh, what's that? The one that where everybody hangs out at the cool one. Oh, that's right. Getter and the Getter chat. Go to the Real AM Voice page. Click on the link. Jump into live chat. Say hello and welcome to the show live from Studio 6B again on a Friday with a couple special guests that haven't been here for a little bit. Local, I guess you would say local, local lawmakers from uh, the state of New York. One, Jody Giglio. She is uh, in the New York State Assembly in the second district. Welcome to you, Jody. How you been? Thanks for having me. It's great to see you. Yeah, good to see you. We haven't seen you in a bit. It's been a little while. Yeah. All right. Well, you're Happy looking, to be here. You're, you're looking dapper. I, I think the last time we saw you was just before you stomped to another victory in November. <laughs> yes. So congratulations on being reelected. Thank you. And then, of course, oh, one of our one of our staples, Doug Smith from the 5th District. He's in the New York Assembly as well. How are you, Doug? I'm doing great. Any day I can be here with you on a Friday is a good way to end the week. All right. Good, good to hear. Good to hear. So we got a lot of stuff we got to cover tonight. Slick Rick is going to be joining us in just a little while. He's running a little bit late but he will be here and he will have slick rick sports on tap so we've got that to look forward to but uh let's get a quick let's quickly take the temperature because let's face it last november um there was a kind of a big you know election where you guys ran and you won your your seats back with congratulations to both again um and from what i understand new york overall Went went fairly red right throughout the state this time around, didn't it? Absolutely. It was a red wave that crashed across New York, uh, and we saw the House majority flip because of New York. What a shock. Now, what, no one, you know, ourselves included, would have predicted that, but we have that House majority. Kevin McCarthy is the speaker uh, because of the New York delegation, uh, and 48% of New Yorkers voted for a new direction. They voted against Governor Kathy Hochul in a blue state like New York. Yeah. And, you know, again, with some of the changes that now we've seen coming from the governor of New York, Governor New York, she's she's right up there with some of the wackos in the country, like the Gavin Newsom's uh, of the world. And, and who's the lunatic out in Oregon? Uh, I forget who that person is, but y- you get the idea. Um, New York, just just not a very friendly state to American patriots uh, and people that, you know, want the government to stay out of their face and stay out of their business and actually make the right call and do the right thing. You were just telling me before we came on, I think uh, I think Jody was talking about Rikers Island, yeah. about some of the things that Hochul, Kathy Hochul, the governor, wants to push on New York. And again, you know. You might say, well, this is New York. What does that have to do with us? We're, we're in, you know, we're in Missouri. We're in, uh, we're in Texas. We're, we're watching in North Carolina because the possibility of some of these lunatic policies always has a chance to come your way. As they say, if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. 
<laughs> if they can ruin New York, they can ruin anywhere. So, um, what did you hear? What What have you guys seen? And Jody, you were mentioning Rikers. What What did you see coming out of there? Yeah. So I see one of our fellow assembly persons go, saying that they're going to go on a hunger strike on Sunday because the people in Rikers Island are living in unfair conditions. They don't have good food. They don't have good housing. They don't have exercise. And that seems to be the mantra of New York's New York State Democrats that are saying, let them out and let's try and rehabilitate them. But they they've been trying that. I mean, all, all right. Now, 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 correct me if I'm wrong here. Now, Rikers Island, this isn't a uh, this is a Staten Island. It's not a borough, right? No, it's not it's a not Coney uh, Island. It, it's not a Sandals Resort, right? No, no, it's um, definitely not. What is, it's, what is Rikers Island for people that might not know? Well, for those of you that knew about the jail off of California in San Francisco, where the waters were rough, and it was very hard to get off that island, to get back to civilization to where you could injure or harm anybody any further, Rikers Island is kind of the same thing. But these legislators believe that the prisoners are victims of society in their growing up and what they were forced to grow up in, which forced them to crime. And our job should be to let them out and rehabilitate them. But it's not working. And you know what? Lee Zeldin's message sound loud and clear, where Governor Hochul is now saying we need some changes to bail reform. Right. Yeah. And they're pushing to, again, like you said, clear out Rikers Island. Again, making it seem like, oh, my goodness, these people, they live in squalor. They're supposed to live in squalor. They are criminals. You don't send criminals to a luxury resort with uh, with lavish uh, accommodations, with with workout facilities, uh, every single uh, cable channel that's available and streaming. They get Netflix. No, that's not. This is not. It's like that old lady trying to figure out Facebook and pointing yep. to pictures. I put all these pictures on my wall. This is not how any of like this is me, supposed like. to work. Right, <laughs> yeah. exactly. It's not how this works. Yeah, it's not how this works. Yeah, and the, and even a worse part about it is that the people entering into corrections are a lot of women that want a good life for their families, and they are being sexually assaulted, and everyone is ignoring it. These women correction officers are being sexually assaulted by, we can't call them inmates anymore, we have we to call them incarcerated, incarcerated individuals. individuals. That was a new law they adopted a couple years ago because inmates is condescending to somebody that may be spending a life sentence. Oh, you know what's so funny about that is that in my brain, it translates to criminal. Yep. So I'm just going to say criminal. Yeah. Convict. Right. Convict is a good one. Um, You know, uh, you know, they they call them justice involved individuals as well. (laughs) Justice involved. Justice involved individuals. Uh They're incarcerated individuals. Uh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so these women are being ignored, but yet, you know, the governor and many women in the legislature in the state of New York talk about women's rights, but they don't give a hoot. <laughs> That's a good word. For Another yes. word would be better. Um, so, yeah. So, so what we're seeing. So it's interesting that you bring that up because I thought, you know, I remember I was alive way back when. This thing called the Me Too movement happened, right? And, way uh, back. Right, way back. I mean, oof. It's Wait, a, you were born? I, I was a then? wee child, a wee lad at the time. I yeah. think Andrew Cuomo was governor of New York at that time. <laughs> yeah, wow, Sorry. that's a long time <laughs> <Way> ago. <back. laughs> but 
what happened to the Me Too? Uh, I thought, you know, women are being attacked. I thought this was supposed to be uh, something that's not supposed to happen. Yeah. But the, the when you're in jail and you're an incarcerated individual, Grammy the notice. penalties for committing crimes in jail have been lessened because solitary confinement has been uh, really cut back where they can't spend any significant time in solitary confinement and they have to be mixed in with the general population only to hurt the people that are in jail. So they're in jail because they hurt people outside of jail. And now (laughs) because of the stricter laws in the jails, they can't be put in solitary confinement for any period of time to protect the rest of the people that are in the jail and the people that work there from these criminals. Oh my goodness. My head is about to explode. So what you're saying is, is the criminals go into a criminal facility. They go into a prison and once they're in there, they're still committing crimes, but now against other criminals. Right. So they, they're supposed to put them in, in uh, take them out of Gen Pop. They call it Gen Pop. Yeah. I've been there. Um, don't ask me why. Um, but they take them out of Gen Pop and they move them to solitary. Well, now solitary is considered torture. Is that, is that what yes. they're trying That's to what say? That's what they're calling it. They call it solitary. Com- Meanwhile, most would call that a one-bedroom accommodation. And it's not what you see on TV or right. movies. This is not the hole. This is not yes. a black box where you can't see or speak to anybody. That's not what's happening here in New York. But right. that's what they would have you believe. So, you know, a number of our colleagues on the Republican side have visited uh, these jails, have visited Rikers Island on numerous occasions. I guess the Democrat, uh, our Democratic colleagues saw that as well. So they held a press conference in front of Rikers Island just the other day where, as Jody mentioned, one of our colleagues announced her hunger strike. Oh, that's awesome. What's her name, by the way? Uh, uh, Latrice Walker. So okay. she's an assembly member. Uh, if I recall correctly, I believe she went on a hunger strike this time last year. So, and in the context of all of this, and by the way, I get along with her fine, so it's not a personal thing. You know what? You know what? I'm going to stop you there. It sounds coincidental. You know, the weather's getting warmer. Uh, maybe it's bikini season. She's thinking, hey, I got to lose a few pounds. This could be a good time to do it. Well, they have a lot of prescriptions out there these days for that kind of stuff, if you want to lose weight that way. But by going on a hunger strike to let criminals out of jail to only hurt the populace is not a good cause for a hunger strike. Not a good cause. And especially this is in the context. So our state budget, everybody at home who's from a different state, you're going to laugh. So the New York state fiscal year begins and ends April 1st. So every day on April Fool's Day, we in the state legislature are usually up for 22, 23 hours straight debating a, a you know, 200 plus bill billion dollar state budget and it makes you wonder every year who are the april fools when we're done usually it's the taxpayer unfortunately Uh, but the the state budget's late this year uh which has consequences and a number of our colleagues you know they've resorted to holding their breath until they pass out they've camped outside the governor's (laughs) office which i (laughs) note is a heated building uh on marble floors inside uh the state capitol uh so there's a lot of these tactics and it's just it really things that make you go hmm right That's insane. So I guess we're at the stage. We used to have, uh, in New York, we had the state Senate. One of our chambers was controlled by Republicans. So this part of the budget negotiations would typically be the blame Republicans phase. But now the last four years since the Democrats have taken over, it's been replaced with the hunger strike phase. So all I can say is we must be close to a budget, final budget. So so now when something like that happens, because I know there's going to be debates in the House regard, you know, and negotiations supposedly between the House and the, and the White House be uh, about the debt ceiling when it comes to New York State, because that's that's what you guys are versed in. What is the ramifications of not having a budget on time? I mean, there's got to be do, do certain people like, all right, do they start shutting things down? Do they say, OK, we can't pay for this because we don't have a budget. We have to just you know, pay for the stuff that we're supposed to you know, lawfully pay for. 
Is that how that works? You remember when the federal government shut down and they shut down all of the federal parks and people were visiting from all over the world to our federal parks and they couldn't get in. Uh, The state budget is we keep doing extenders so that all of the state people that work and get a state paycheck, except for the electeds, exempting the governor, don't get a paycheck. So we don't get a paycheck. We're being asked to come back, which is such a waste of money on a Sunday night to vote for an extender on Monday so that the state employees get paid, which is just an optic. It's a, you know, illusional deceit to the taxpayers that we're actually up there working and doing something. Meanwhile, you have three people that are really deciding what the budget's going to look like. And the governor's budget was you know, billions of dollars more than what the current budget was for last year. But the Senate budget far out blew by billions, the assembly one house budget bill. And now they're trying to find a middle ground. So they're taken out, putting in and, you know, the governor is saying that she's holding ground on bail reform and giving judges discretion. But, you know, the truth will be in the final bill that we see. And whenever that may be, the fortunate thing is that we do have a lot of progressives that were activists, bartenders, activists, um, immigrants. This is their only job. This is their only job. And they've never held another job. They've never gotten a paycheck. And now again, they gave themselves pretty nice raises. So they're getting a pretty nice paycheck. So they're not going to be able to live for weeks or months without a paycheck. Right. All so right. It'll be interesting. Well, and interesting we stuff. Yeah, <laughs> interesting stuff to, to hear the inner workings, at least of New York State, when it comes to stuff like this. I know we saw some uh, rankous uh, activity out of Tennessee. We'll talk about that because I think yeah. that's pertinent. Uh, we got a bunch of stuff to get to, a bunch of clips. I got some crazy lady from the CCP that says the CCP is responsible for Donald Trump getting arrested. Believe it or not. The CCP, yes. you know me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. More with live from Studio 6B on a Friday night. All we need you to do is stay down. We'll be back. Studio 6B, Real America's Voice on Friday night. Thank you for joining us. If you're just tuning it in and you're saying, hey, what's going on? Well, Damon's off tonight. He was off last night as well. He will be back on Monday. Slick Rick will be joining us a little bit later on. He's just running a little bit uh, a little bit late tonight. Uh, but we have some very fine guests in store for you, if you haven't already noticed. Jody Giglio and Doug Smith, both two, two members of New York State Assembly. Uh, Jody serves the 2nd District. Doug serves the 5th. And we appreciate it. We've had them on before. If you've seen them for the first time, well, then they're new to you. How about that? And uh, one thing I found out um, this whole time, and, and we've known Doug now, it's home, uh, I guess it's a couple of years. Yeah. Right? Um, and I'm like, hey, you know what? I think I think we should definitely talk about the Trump thing, you know, the lawyer thing and blah, blah, blah. I go, being that you're a, you're a, he goes, I'm not a lawyer. I'm like, son of a, what? You're not a lawyer. <laughs> I, I thought this entire time he was a lawyer. But that, that just goes to show you the, uh, I guess, the level of um, proficiency he has at his job of knowing the ins and outs and how things work. You know, dealing with, you know, the laws, the assembly, how things get passed, how things work in the government. So, you know what? I applaud you for not being a, uh, 
Jody, are you a lawyer? I'm not a lawyer. Okay, good. I applaud you both for not being, uh, you know, uh, snakes. I, we just play one on TV, apparently. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but but uh, again, it 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 really is. A, I I guess it's a. Uh, I want to say it's a compliment that you're both able to, you know, kind of take apart things, yeah. you know, because when these people put together stuff in the government, it's, you know, you see these bills, 4,000 pages for what, right. what are you trying to say in this? Yep. Um, is a lot of legalese and, and it's nice to have two, two people like you who aren't lawyers be able to sit there and be like, give me that crap. Let me take a look at what exactly. you're trying to do. Here. Absolutely. When right? they're trying to pull a fast one. Right. We had a bill the other day. We won't go into the details, but the governor of New York trying to pull a fast one. She has a chief judge appointment, and she wants to use this same list. Apparently, there's a commission that comes together with uh, potential candidates for chief judge. Right. She tried to mix it around, saying that she could use uh, basically the same list of liberal activist judges to appoint multiple judicial spots. So I stood up on the floor and I said, listen. And as the only non-attorney to speak on this, I can tell when a fast one's being pulled, and it's pretty obvious you're trying to grab it. And for Jody and myself, I mean, we uh, we are very we're students and, and fans of the Constitution, right. And the separation of powers, and there should be a separation between an executive branch, a legislative branch, and a judiciary. So every time our colleagues try to grab hold of the judicial system in New York, or the executive, the governor tries to take control of that, there's something not right, and we stand against that. Yeah, and that's exactly what we saw happen this week. With, you know, the, 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 the judiciary, the judicial part of our government being weaponized yep. against uh, former President Donald Trump, Completely. Who, who I think I think I think it's safe to say we, we may be a fan of here. Right. Yeah. I think I, it's going to be a tremendous backlash on every politician throughout the country in that they opened up Pandora's box where you can weaponize local district attorneys to go after federal or what they presume to be federal crimes, ones that have not even been undertaken by federal judges right. and district attorneys. So, and, and not only that, because one, one of the quote unquote charges that they're looking at is a campaign finance and even the FEC. The federal the, election. Yeah. I mean, it's a federal campaign. Right. Even they are on record saying not only is this not something chargeable, not e it's not even th – th there was like two delineations that they made, two statements that were made about this from the, the head muckety-muck over there, yep. the, the guy that runs that outfit over there. Um, and, uh, you know, they're, both of them were like, no, this is not something we would prosecute. And, and I'm going to tell you across the country, because in addition to being a state legislator, I'm also a party leader in my local town, Republican Party. Uh, now, it's a big town, 330,000 people, so it's a pretty big town. But, uh, you know, I can tell you that we have members of our party that are huge Trump supporters and enthusiasts. And those that are not, every single person in the Republican Party is galvanized saying that this was wrong, that you right. shouldn't be weaponizing the legislature or the judiciary to do that. And I have to say, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, one of the country's worst and most incompetent attorneys probably just clinched the Republican nomination for 2024 for Donald Trump, yeah. uh, if not the, the whole shebang, because it's so ridiculous what's happening. Yeah. And, and we've seen, I guess, the uh, the bump, as they say, in the uh, in polling that's been done where where he's increasing his lead. And, and, you know, being even if you're even if you're one of those 50 50 fans like, yep. look, I would like what he does for the most part, but, you know, he's a little too bombastic and too much. I get tired of all of it, you know, Trump, Trump, Trump all the time. Even those people are like, you know what? That said, this is wrong. Completely they wrong. know it's wrong, you know, and, and even Democrats, the smart ones yep. are saying, you know what? This is wrong. This is not going to end well. I don't like the way this looks. Completely. And I mean, if you look at, you know, and this, I mean, look. 
no one is above the law. So that that's absolutely clear. But you can see, and I'm, I'm not the type that says, well, what about this? What about this? What about this? But right. look at Ted Kennedy. I mean, Ted Kennedy literally let a woman die and was not prosecuted because of his famous last name. Look at some of the things that the Clintons uh, allegedly have been engaged in. Yeah. And again, that's not to say that that's right. And I believe that everyone should be held to the same standard. But when are we going to see that? When are we going to see Hunter Biden be charged with a crime? I think he's engaged in several at this point. Uh, and the big guy, you know, again, these are things. It can't be one-sided. And I think when you live in a country that only goes after one particular, per- in this case, not even Republicans, just going after Donald Trump because he's a lightning rod, uh, it, it's not okay. It's very disheartening. It's very concerning. Yeah. And, and people would claim, as as the former president does, that this, this constitutes election interference because he has, you know, he has, um, you know, decided he's running. He's uh, been been doing campaigning. He has been actively campaigning. And now all of a sudden this stuff is coming up. There was there was a graphic. Uh, there was a picture I saw where I think it was ABC News blocked out the, uh, you know, text, yep. text Trump thing you know, for campaign. Meanwhile, on the very next news clip, there's Joe Biden's with his text this to- yep. totally, uh, totally, uh, you know, unencumbered, so to speak. Um I think and, the people feel attacked. Yeah, and, and, and I think I think it's starting to to turn. As a matter of fact, we have this one lady, um, Asian woman, cut number two, who says she knows who's responsible for this. She knows who's pulling the strings, and we all know that you know Joe Bill Biden is kind of a puppet. Um, people tell him what to do. He does it. He does it badly, but he does it. He literally says, "I was told to call on this one. Right. I was told to do yeah, this." Exactly. <laughs> you know, uh, repeat the line. You know that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, here is this woman, uh, cut number two, uh, claiming uh, this is who's really responsible for the indictment of President Trump. Go. Chinese Times Party. And uh, Mr. Mao Zedong, the leader and the founder of the new federal state of China, he dropped a bombshell two years ago. Remember, two years ago, he warned the America that the CCP will do everything to stop President Trump, Trump from its 2024 presidential bid. So this whole Trump's indictment was orchestrated and planned by the Chinese Communist Party. So this country's justice system has been weaponized by the CCP. American politics has become a one-party scheme by the CCP. If we don't stop the CCP, the CCP will determine who will be the next U.S. president. America is now the communist country. We need to save this country now, now, now. Amen. Do you think the majority system has been hijacked by communist regimes? Yes. That's what's happened here. And that's why they arrested Mao Zedong and jailed him. Today, Mr. Mao Zedong's bond hearing is to be held right across from the street. They let all the criminals in New York walking the street free, but they denied Mao Zedong's bail request. What kind of a two-tiered justice system in this country? This is a CCP country. Yeah, uh, and you could tell from this woman's uh, yeah. anger and passion, she probably has some experience from I, where she's from. Absolutely. If Joe Biden is reelected in 2024, they will be rolling tanks into Taiwan and taking it. And th- there's no one who's going to stop them. We need to stand together as Americans and stand against this. And unfortunately, we have so many young people, and we see it in the halls of Albany in our state capital. We have young members that are devouted socialists, and they come out there, they fight us on these, free- they want everything for free, and they want 
government control of everything. And there's only one way where that ends. And we know we've seen it so many times before. Yeah. The, the glue to the United States of America has been our Constitution, which is being threatened every day. And another four years of a Democratic leader will just trample and destroy and dismantle our Constitution. And that's what we have to push back on. It's happening in New York with our election laws, with the governor's pick for a pretty conservative Democrat to be the head leader of the courts. Yeah. And it's um, it, it's getting it pushed defeated. back because they know that they need a judge that will uphold these crazy election laws that they're putting in place in New York City. Yeah. And again, you're talking, you're looking at two people who are right there in the middle of the fight, fighting for you. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll do some more live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice Friday night. Stay there. All right, live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice on a Friday night. Thank you for joining us. I forgot to mention, it's uh, it's Good Friday. Uh, so happy, do you say happy Good Friday? Do you say enjoy your good, I, I don't know the proper. Uh, say looking for the resurrection and the yes. light. That's right. So hopefully everybody there who is celebrating Good Friday and you enjoy your your, your Good Friday, you enjoy your Easter weekend. Passover. Um, Passover, Passover right. yep. Everything hitting all at once. Um, and again, our, our two guests, uh, Slick Rick, will be joining us later on in the show. Uh, Jody Giglio and Doug Smith of the New York State Assembly joining us. Talking about, you know, we, we are talking a little centric to New York, but it's good because you get an inside view of how your state might work as well. And, and some of the things we saw coming out of Tennessee, as a matter of fact, yep. uh, following the, the yeah. brutal, disgusting display of violence by another trans uh, shooter um, that, again, you know what? You, you say what you want. Uh, people that are mentally ill usually end up being violent. And right. we're seeing that more and more. Um, and there was a sheriff that came out because there was a story. I don't know if you guys caught this this story um, in Florida. Okay, um, Marion County Sheriff Billy Woods he slammed society, school districts, and gun law rhetoric after announcing the arrest of two juveniles, one of which was just 12 years old, in connection to recent killing of three teenagers in Florida. All right. The suspects accused of fatally shooting. They shot a 16 year old girl named Layla Silvernall, a 16 year old named Camille Juarez, and an unnamed 17 year old male around March 30th uh, in that county, Marion County in Florida. Um, just just a disgusting crime. And, and again, you see more and more of this type of stuff where people are just running rampant and yep. there doesn't seem to be much uh, accountability. I you mean, know, we, when it comes to this, and, and, and you know, we were talking about it in the first segment, talking about Rikers Island, how New York State wants to release all these people, how they're already doing uh, no bail for these people, um, and, and how New York City has changed. I mean, I won't go back right. just because you have to have your head on a swivel every single step you take because yeah. you don't know what's coming. And, and there are professional criminals that are being released every single day by Alvin Bragg, which is why it's it's amazing to me that this uh, district attorney would be the poster child to go ahead and try to go after Donald Trump. Now, again, he did campaign on that issue, so it's not a shock. But when he is downgrading 52% of felonies, so when NYPD officers putting their lives on the line make these tough arrests, and then they're downgraded to misdemeanors, and then you take it a step further, the misdemeanors that uh, Alvin Bragg is charging— He's getting a 28% conviction rate. 
And that's not even counting the fact that these repeat offenders are getting released moments after committing their crimes. And some of these crimes are pretty horrific. So that actually, you know, it's terrible. It's amazing, too, because from what I understand, and I'm again, I'm not a lawyer. I've never run for office. But usually when you're a D.A., you have aspirations for maybe another tick up the ladder. Right. I think we've seen it with Elliot Spitzer. We've seen we saw it with Andrew Cuomo. (laughs) We usually see it in New York when it comes to uh, district attorneys. They want to go for the big seat, the big chair. Yeah. and they usually have really good averages, you know, like 90% conviction yep. rate. Democrats like, and Republicans. Like, that's like right. you need a 90%. That's like the cutoff. Yep. That's like your entrance exam to, you know, that's, that's I'm high enough to ride yep. the ride. 100%. You know, right? Um, 28%. Uh, it, did he peak in high school, this kid? He's not. And that's exactly <laughs> what's happening because he announced on national television, I think it was last year, that he would not be uh, he would not be prosecuting these quality of life crimes. And that's what's happening. That's why people like yourself don't want to go into New York City. That's why our constituents. Look, I'm at the end of the, the Long Island Railroad. That's just an hour train ride, which is very convenient to the smack in the middle of Manhattan. And people in our communities are not going to see Broadway shows. They're not right. going to spend money and have dinner in the city. Uh, they're just not doing it. And it's partially because they feel on safe, but it's mainly because it actually is less safe than it once was. Right. Yeah. And uh, it's also coming. I used to live there. I used to live right in smack dab in the middle of all that stuff, right near yeah. the uh, right near, uh, what do you call it? MSG and, and mm-hmm. right in that area. So you know, I knew what it's- it looked like and I knew how safe I felt, yeah. even in even in the city at two in the morning, walking home or something, coming out of the subway, um, just watching some some you know fat guy with a. <laughs> it, it, uh, this was my favorite. He had taken a sharpie and and carved out uh, pecs and a six pack. <laughs> but meanwhile, he had to be about four hundred pounds, and he was just standing there flexing. And I was like, "This see, this is entertaining." I gave the guy right. a buck. I'm That's like, "You right. entertained me because you're you're a mess, but you're <laughs> you're you're posing down like you're Arnold Schwarzenegger." <laughs> That's funny. That is funny, right? Uh, I don't think you'll find that guy anymore. I think he's probably been uh, he's probably been chased out of New York because even he probably thinks it's too scary. Probably, you know, you had the naked cowboy in New York City. For those who don't know, he endorsed Lee Zeldin for governor. He was actually <laughs> doing his shtick, you know, uh, in November, pretty cold outside, and Trump and and supporting trumpeting for Lee Zeldin. So against Kathy Hochul. So yeah. I haven't seen him lately, but no, and and he's been a New York staple for a couple decades. So getting back to though, this is Florida story. Um, you know, because we know that the Biden administration pushing for gun control. They want the guns. They got to take your guns. We've been wanting to get your guns since God knows when. Obama has this thing set up with the with the U.N., this gun treaty that he never could get put into Senate because, well, he couldn't get he couldn't get enough votes. Now they're trying other things. You, you see you see it all across the country. These gun grabbers, um, they just want to keep making laws. Yeah, because that's what it's about. Because they think if they make a law, that'll work. Well, that's what Hochul's knee-jerk reaction was after the shootings last year. Right, in Buffalo. She came out with her executive order and changed the laws and created a system through DCJS, which is a reporting system where if there's a crime involving a gun, that it's to be reported to DCJS. And I've been asking for those reports because I want to know how many crimes are being committed with with guns that they're not the law-abiding pistol owner or the law-abiding gun 
gun owner. And with New York State, we have the raise the age and look out, America, it's coming your way because, like I said, New York is a pilot for all bad things. Right. And the raise the age to 18, where if you commit a crime under the age of 18, you won't be tried as a criminal and they're going to try and rehabilitate you. But yep. every single time that's the happened, gang recruitment it's like act. the gang recruitment Yes, so Doug would say. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> you know, it's uh, you start out with one gun when you're 16 and then you're caught with two guns when you're 17 and then you get your turn 18 and three days later you know you're you're being tried for these laws so there are no consequences to crimes in new york and we're seeing that all throughout the country and look at the recent election in chicago where they got rid of the mayor and then they hired (laughs) they hired a more liberal mayor who (laughs) is only going to make things worse yeah a a complete utter lunatic out of uh, Chicago. But but again, getting back to the guns, and I'm glad you, you steered it back to these underage kids that have been caught, because again, getting back to Florida with this triple murder, uh, here's Florida Sheriff Billy Woods uh, talking about gun control and talking about these kids um, and and gun, gun laws, no matter what. Uh, cut number one. Aaron, go. Sheriff, you mentioned uh, the gun. Do we know how the, the uh, suspect got a hold of the weapon? Car burglaries. Car burglaries. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Ain't that right? All the gun laws we got in place didn't prevent it, did it? Neither will any new ones. Because here's the fact. The bad guy's going to get a gun no matter what law you have put in place. These juveniles shouldn't even possess a handgun. But they did. And I'll go back to you. Add your question. A simple burglary, as some people will say, but I don't consider anything simple when it comes to a burglary. The law allows me, I'll plaster their face up on this page, up on my page, up on media. I will hand it out if the law allows me because parents have the right to know who their kids are hanging out with and preventing this. Yeah. Law enforcement across the state of New York, we speak with them regularly. They feel the exact level of anger uh, that that sheriff displayed. And uh, and that's the problem because uh, they're being handcuffed. Uh, in New York, there's a new law that says that they can't share a mugshot. So if you, uh, I don't know anybody who bought the T-shirt that had the AI mugshot of Donald Trump. But if there was one generated, you'll never see it because in New York, they can't release it. That's, that's they can't just... even there. We passed a law. I voted against it, obviously, a few years back that said uh, that you can't describe. Now, I don't know how we would enforce this, but if you're calling 911 and you want to describe the oh, individuals the, that just committed a crime, the assailant, yeah. you could actually get in trouble if you incorrectly describe them. So when you call up, you have to say, OK, there were two individuals and they were very tall. Well, is there anything else you could tell us uh, under the law? There's nothing more I can tell you. That's a problem. <laughs> That's where political Holy. correctness has gone way right. too far. Yeah, and they're basically saying it's a, a, a worse crime if you burglarize somebody's house and they're there rather than if yep. you burglarize somebody's house and nobody's there. So it's a less crime if nobody's there rather than if somebody's there. Right. But but I think I think what really you know kind of kind of gets gets me is is that this has been something I've been saying I I will sign on for the first law and I've been saying this for years. Just you tell me the law. The gun law that you can put in place that the criminals will go, oh, geez, they finally got me. <laughs> like now I won't, yeah, now I won't be, oh, I'd have gotten away I'll with it, too, if it wasn't for that pesky gun law that yeah. now I decided that is the one that, oof, this is the one that keeps the guns out of my hand. Now I can't commit crime.
Well, the law is if you're carrying a gun that you're not attached to, either by a receipt or by having it on your pistol permit, automatic five years in jail. Where's that? It's a good law. It's a law that should happen and one that we've been pushing for, but it can't seem to make it to center stage. It, it, the, the, the problem in New York, for example, the city of Rochester, for anybody who is listening, who's ever popped by Rochester, probably not recently, because you're actually very likely to get shot. The, nest, the statistic I'm about to share, the city of Rochester, 200,000 people. Wrap your head around this. I was a math teacher, not a lawyer. I think it was two years ago. I haven't seen the statistics yet for last year, but 200,000 people, 400 people were shot. Now, that's not, you know, gun-involved crimes. That's literally person gets shot. Do you realize that means you have a 1 in 500 chance of getting shot if you visit uh, the city of Rochester? Now, again, those are illegal guns because New York has the toughest gun laws in the country. So here's a clue. It's not the gun. It's the person holding the gun. And, and I'm going to say, I, I haven't seen, I haven't heard about uh, Kathy Hochul, our governor, going to Rochester lately, probably because she knows, look— I'll pose it to you right now, Rick. If I said walk through that door and there's a one in 500 chance you're going to get shot, you're going to walk through that door? Probably no, I'm going to sit right here and say, you do it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so that's that's not okay. But but they won't tell you the whole story. Instead, they will go after law-abiding gun owners time and time again. Uh, one of the bills that Kathy Hochul passed during that package uh, had to do with making it illegal to wear a body vest. And they said, well, why would anybody want to wear a body vest if they're not trying to cause a problem? Uh, here's a clue. You might want to wear a body vest if you're concerned about getting shot. And I got to tell you, if I was a school bus driver in the city of Rochester, not to keep dumping on Rochester, I'd want to wear a body vest. Under their laws, you can't buy one. Or really? if you're in New York City, walking your kid to school. Yep. That's a that's a, that's insane. Yeah. And and the hard part about it is, is that law enforcement with the new bail laws came discovery laws, where law enforcement is burdened with the proof of saying that the person committed a crime. And they right. have a very limited window in order to provide all the evidence and substantial evidence before a judge can make a decision on it. And they spend all this time. And then these crimes that are now felony D's, which were a felony A, are now being dropped down to misdemeanor and it never sees its stay in court. Yeah. And it's amazing. Again, these are the people that were elected. You look at places like Chicago, like, you know, Rochester, Rochester. You know what? It's a good thing you pointed out, Rochester. Make sure, you know, you kind of you can avoid it now on the map when you're Absolutely. driving. Because you could catch a bullet through the window. You never know. All right. We'll take a quick break. I do want to play for you. Um, people have been asking, you know, what even is that? I haven't been able to do it. We've had the changeover with G leaving. We're starting to, you know, kind of ramp up again. We'll get one next week, I promise. I'm going to replay the last one we had because it's pertinent uh, for some of the things that have unfolded in the last week with the arrest of Donald Trump. So we'll go through that. We'll do some, uh, we'll see if Slick Rick will be joining us soon. All coming up live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice. Stay there. idiotic, small-minded prosecution. This will likely all backfire. In fact, it already is backfiring. Americans are very smart people, and they see what's going on. This is a persecution disguised as a prosecution. I would dismiss it on its face because it fails to state a crime. The only crime that I have committed is to fearlessly defend our nation from those who seek to destroy it. And now these radical left lunatics want to interfere with our elections by using law enforcement. We can't let that happen. 
With all of this being said, and with a very dark cloud over our beloved country, I have no doubt, nevertheless, that we will make America great again. I called it. Live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice on a Friday night. I told you, this is going to end up as a campaign commercial. He's going <laughs> to use it. I said this last week, I think. I think it was last week or, or, or the beginning of the week. All I know is it's exactly what he should be doing, is taking this and pointing out exactly for what it is. It's a persecution. It's not a prosecution. It's the way they do things in third world countries. Find the person... This is the person. Now go find a crime. Doesn't matter what it is. Make it up if you have to. But find a crime so we can say this person is guilty. That's what we're looking at. Again, welcome live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice. Friday night, Slick Rick has now entered the building to cheers and 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 whatnot. There was flag waving. You know, some of that, some of those uh, cuts from that Trump thing, they stole that from when Rick came in the building. Earlier. Oh yeah, <laughs> people were waving their flags. Yeah, yeah. Security wow. Down. Yes, exactly. Uh, we got Doug Smith and Jody Giglio from New York State Assembly joining us as well on a Friday night. Damon We'll be back on Monday. He's got the weekend off. And for everybody else, enjoy your uh, your holiday weekend, be it uh, Good Friday, Easter Sunday, Passover, everything that's included. We hope you enjoy your weekend and make it a safe and happy one. Now, speaking of the uh, the Trump persecution, um, again, I had mentioned this, that, that the uh, I haven't been able to do a what even is that we've had to change in, in, in the uh, in the lineup yeah. and, you know, things are adjusting. So now I think we're going to start them up again next week. Nice. But I and, and Doug was asking, even he was like, hey, you got a what even is that for the night? Like, crazy town. I can't do it. Yep. Uh, right. And a crazy town. He, want, he wanted he two a, favorite segments. Yeah. He wanted like a menu of all the stuff we were going to play because he's like, that's all I'm here for. Uh, I don't care if I talk. I just want to watch watch some of the stuff. Um, so we're going to play that. Uh, especially because I think it's pertinent. And again, it's something to discuss in terms of if this goes to trial, it'll be interesting to see. And it might give give us more to talk about. Uh, but before we go any further, let's jump over to Slick Rick and do some sports. Our first sports update of the night brought to you by MyPillow. Mike Lindell's MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com. Take care of all your stuff, all your needs, all your all your bed and bath details at MyPillow.com. You've got a great sale going on. The slippers are flying out the door. I think they're on sale for like 25 bucks. Use our, our codes LFS6B at checkout and save even more money. At mypillow.com. Get your stuff there. Slick Rick, what's going on, my friend? Well, Rick, I just want to take a moment to shout out David Zier, a, a great friend of the show, actually one of our co hosts, sometimes referred to the LFS 6B fifth Beatle, if you will. <laughs> yes. uh, love David. Well, I was at the wake of his younger sister, uh, Michelle, that passed away last Sunday on Palm Sunday, um, suddenly at the age of 56, unexpectedly. And I just had to go and share my love with the family. Of course, see David, who apologized. He was supposed to sit in tonight but of course we have the great Jody Giglio and Doug Smith with us so they're unbelievable fill-ins and uh just want to say shout out to David and his family his brother Michael and I went to high school together his mom Marie long time staple woman of of 
political power and influence on Long Island. Great patriots, done fundraisers from Lee Zeldin to you name it. Dr- big Trump supporters, probably the biggest Trump supporters you'll ever find. Um, so absolutely love them. Send my love out to their family. Just the greatest people, salt of the earth. And we love David on the show. And I just wanted to say that's the reason why I'm a little late tonight. I know yeah. Big D would understand. And uh, certainly, Rick, I appreciate you. Yeah, and, uh, and again, you know, it was a sudden thing, came out of nowhere. Um, you know, and the Zeers have, a, like you mentioned, that they've been around for a long time. Mom, long time. mom is a staple. She's, she's like a, a major... Uh, you know, breaking the windows and then the ceilings entrepreneur when it comes to real estate. Big contributor. Yeah. Yep. Big, big contributor. contributor. And just, uh, you know, the suddenness of his, like you said, his younger sister is just like, oh, my goodness. It just oh, caught everybody so by surprise. They've hosted the Judge Janine book signings. They've done a lot, you know, a lot for the, um, local politics. And uh, right. they've just, welcomed us into their homes oh, multiple yeah. times. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. So just wanted to get that out there. So, um, and uh, Michelle Zia will be buried tomorrow. Rest in peace. She was an absolutely lovely young lady. Yeah. Um, so let's get to the Frozen Four NHL. No. NCAA, great stuff. Um, well, last night we were rooting, but I was rooting for Michigan because one of our one of our uh, followers uh, had a, uh, a family in there, but they didn't pull it out. Quinnipiac, we believe it or not, won. They were five to two over Michigan, and then of course Minnesota, the Golden Gophers, they beat Boston University six to two. So tomorrow night in Amelie Arena in Tampa, I saw a Prince concert there one time. Actually, great, 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 great venue. Uh, they're going to have the Frozen <laughs> Final Two game, and it's going to be at eight p.m. That'll be the championship for uh, college hockey. Which does not get as the kind of shine it should. Those boys, they fight hard. Of course, you know, NCAA Final Four, the basketball, they get all the money, all the accolade, all the fame. And, uh, well, this is kind of like being on conservative television. You know, you do it, all the good stuff, but you don't get all the big fame. So we're working <laughs> on that, but uh, good stuff. So I wanted to get to that. But, uh, yeah, you know, you mentioned because uh, not only the March Madness with the basketball, but the football as well. Oh, NCAA yeah. and, and even yeah. women's softball. Last year, I remember yeah. that being huge. People were way into it. Yeah. So yeah. I'm sure if you're, you're able, like you were talking last night, it's tough to even find this game. Yes. Tough. If you find it, you'll probably be amazed at the way the crowd is going bananas. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll yeah. be, if you get a chance to tune in tomorrow night, I uh, strongly suggest you do so. It's great. And yeah, I like uh, wrestling doesn't get enough play. Some of the other sports, tennis and NCAA. I want to try to cover more, but I can only do so much on this show. It's not a sports show. Maybe I'll start my own sports show and I could do two hours of just <laughs> covering all the college sports, which I know people would tune in for. Um, and speaking of college sports and speaking of Final Four, the women's like God, was big in the news this week, right? LSU's Angel Reese pulls back on boycott threat, will visit Biden White House. This is from Warner Todd Houston of Breitbart. Cute story here. LSU women's basketball star Angel Reese is reversing course on her earlier hints that she and the Tigers would boycott any offered visit to Joe Biden's White House to celebrate their NCAA championship. The dispute arose after First Lady Jill Biden made the absurd offer of inviting both winners and the runners-up to the White House in the wake of Angel Reese's taunting controversy. It was an offer that Reese immediately called a joke. You know, we talked about on the show earlier this week, everybody gets a trophy. No, that's not the case. Right. But um, regardless, press, uh, Biden's press team quickly walked back her offer to host both teams at the White House. In a subsequent interview, though, Reese went even further and said that she and the Tigers may not visit the Biden White House and at all and might instead visit the Obamas. Uh, however, they, she withdrew that back. And, the, and, and finally, she's walking it back and they're going to end up showing up, which I think makes sense. It's the right thing to do. But um, one of the things they didn't like about uh, Jill Biden, she was supposed to go into the locker room pregame before LSU and they declined to 
Valentine. They didn't want her, and this is what Angel Reese said. She was supposed to come to our locker room and go to <laughs> Iowa's locker room. I don't know if she talked to them. I don't know if she did, Reese said, adding, but we said we didn't want to. We didn't want her coming into the locker room. And this is the best part. Reese also said she and the team were miffed that Joe didn't have LSU very highly placed in its brackets. Remember we were joking about Joe with <laughs> Arizona? Well, he blew it with the girls from LSU, right. too, because they want it all in, Joe. Well, Joe don't know. Just like he doesn't know how to run the country. So apropos. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, considering how well Arizona did when he picked them. Yes. Um, LSU, they did, he did you a favor. <laughs> Maybe that's why you won, because Joe yeah. didn't pick you. Probably. Holy moly. Ah, no, 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 no. I don't know. Anyway, that's a wrap in sports, Rick. <laughs> you got it. Thank you, Slick Rick. Again, Slick Rick Sports brought to you by Mike Lindell's MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com. Use our code at checkout, LFS6B. Um, real quick, too, a, a, and another note from that particular story, because that's gotten a lot of buzz. Oof. Even the coach from Iowa was like, um, and I don't, I don't remember her name, but she yeah. was, she, even she's like, no, we're not going to the White House. Even yeah, she's why? like, that's reserved for the winners. And yep. why we wasn't Joe there? And did Joe, would he have made an attempt to try and get into the ladies' he, locker room? He, he, probably would have tried, <laughs> he probably would have tried to smell them all. Yeah. What are you kidding me? He said, get up right, right up, oh. <laughs> All right, we'll take a quick break. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two coming up. All we need you to do is stay there. Live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice, on a Friday night. We'll be back. Live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice on a Friday night. Dish Network, Channel 219, Pluto TV, Channel 470. Also, Samsung TV Plus, Channel 1029. Follow us also on all the socials, including the Getter Chat. A lot of great people in the Getter Chat. Follow us on Getter, on Twitter, YouTube, Rumble, Facebook, you name it. You just put in LFS6B. You'll find us, like the page, share it with your friends as well, as much as you can. And, of course, join the chat. We love the chat. Don't we, don't we, Slick Rick? We love it. We love the, the chat. The best. Kid me? They get a chat? All patriots. We love them all. <laughs> all great people in there. And welcoming our guest tonight, Damon, uh, of course, is off until Monday. But we've got two. We, we needed two to replace him. Two. 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 Ponderous. Uh, we've got Jody Giglio out of the New York Assembly District Number Two, and out of District Num, out of District Number Five. Well, five fighting fifth, five. adding third. <laughs> <laughs> Doug Smith, 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 Smith. Five Smith. Uh, right, uh, you know, it's, it's, Rick's in baseball mode. Yeah, I'm in baseball. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in uh, season starting. I'm in Yankee Stadium uh, announcer mode. Yeah. Um, so thank you guys for for taking your time on a Friday. I know you guys spend a lot of time in Albany. Not a lot of time at home. I heard you talking. You got to go back up on Sunday, which is you know, Sunday's still a holiday. Yep. But you guys are up there working for us, so we appreciate yep. it. Somebody's got to work. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you it's know the Democrats aren't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, there's a lot of stuff we still have to cover. There's this great clip uh, from Ben Burkwam, who does incredible work for Real America's Voice. He is he is 
what you would call a, a kick-ass patriot. He's on the border constantly. He's got his show called Law and Border that he does. Uh, he's got a great segment that he sh- he sent us today to give you an idea of some of the things that uh, what's going down. And the border is still a big, big issue and a big, big problem. So we're not going to forget about it. We're going to play that segment probably in the in the third segment at the bottom of the hour here. Um, as, as you know, just to kind of remind you, because, again, we get lost. And this is part of the mainstream media machine and how it tries to direct your attention away from what's really going on. Let's give you all Trump coverage 24-7 so you don't see what's happening with Ukraine. You don't see what China's doing. You don't see what's going on at the border. You don't see what's going on in the inner cities. You don't see all the stuff that they don't want you to see. You don't see all the banks that are in trouble that nobody wants to talk about. You don't want to see it. We want to show you this. Because that's the way they are. Um, and speaking of Trump, and that, and it's kind of interesting that the last what even is that that I did had to do with court. Because it's based on, you know, these hearings that we had a couple weeks ago and exposing some of the Biden uh, nominees on how inept and uh, incompetent they, they probably really are. Not only at their job, but probably in real life as well. Um, and how this might actually play out if the Trump thing, if the Trump indictment, and I know the next court hearing or whatever they're scheduling is for December. They're even trying to push it to January. Again, talk about election interference. Um, but if it were to make it to trial, before trial, there's a very interesting thing that has to happen. Yep. So, And that's what this is about. So we're going to do the uh, what even is that from two Fridays ago. Check it out for you, especially if you haven't seen it, then maybe you'll enjoy it. If you're oh, a fan of the, uh, of the Marissa Tomei, well, then enjoy. Here we go. Oh, Let wait. it roll. <laughs> it's time now for one of my new favorite segments here on the show, and that, of course, is Rick Delgado with What Even Is That? All right. Well, let's do it again. <laughs> I remember and now, <laughs> back to our show. Well, thanks, Damon. You're welcome. Twice. Twice. Hey. You know what? You know it's funny. Yeah, on this show, we cover a lot of stuff, and, and with all the focus on the news, especially last week, that Donald Trump might get arrested and indicted. Mm. Uh, these are, are fake pictures, by the way, um, <laughs> but so many liberals really lost their yeah, mind. Yeah. Oh, my God. They thought they were real. They were salivating. Oh, yeah. and, and that's why I always say, take the emotion out of this stuff. Why? Because then you get to enjoy moments like this. This gentleman is one of our favorite senators from the great state of Louisiana, Mr. Senator John Kennedy. Uh, Whenever there's a hearing on Capitol Hill and Senator Kennedy is involved, you can bet we're going to play it. Why? (laughs) Because he's always offering up basically a greatest hits of simple questions that help expose the morons that come to testify from the Biden administration. And Uh. lately, in the nominee hearings Uh. for potential judges, Senator Kennedy has made his asking of simple questions a thing of beauty. Take, for instance, his questioning just a few weeks ago of Judge Charnel Jelkengren as he asked her this simple question uh, about Article 5 and Article 2 of the United States Constitution. Tell me what Article 5 of the Constitution does. Come on. 
Come on, Article Judge. five is not coming to mind at the moment. Oh, okay. okay. How about Article two? Oh, that's easy. This one is. Neither is Article two. <laughs> ah. Okay. <laughs> now, for those of you non-lawyers out there, uh, all of us, uh, the, the Article 5 of the United States Constitution describes the process of altering the Constitution. Article 2 says the executive power shall be vested in the President of the United States. You would think questions such as these would be you know, softball questions for lawyers and justices. I would even argue easy for any first-year law students for that matter. Absolutely. Your Honor, I object! And why is that, Mr. Reed? Because it's devastating to my case! Overruled. Yeah, Good but, call! <laughs> right, but, but what happened this week... That's about where we are with his nominees. <laughs> right, what happened this week is now is basically going to become an all-time classic. What am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about this guy. Say hello to Mr. Shane Cato Cruz. He's the United oh. States Magistrate Judge of the United States District of Colorado, which is a nominee which is where he's a nominee to serve as United States District Judge. A significant upgrade from his present position, one that could lead to even more prestigious appointments later on in his career. Oh, I doubt so, it. <laughs> you would think, and you'd be correct, and reasonably so, that someone of his stature within a judicial community and who is now a nominee for a federal judgeship would have to be, well, one of the best around. Administration. Oh, God. And as we have seen from their choices throughout the last two years, <laughs> merit, well, that just doesn't matter. No. That's because of what should be an easy question for someone who's not only served uh, on the Arizona Law Review and been a lawyer for 20 years combined. 20. What was the question you ask? Well, it was about the Brady motion. Here, watch it for yourself. Tell me how you analyze a Brady motion. How I analyze a Brady motion? Yes. Yes. Uh, Senator, in my uh, four and a half years on the bench, I'm not. Don't believe I've had the occasion to uh, address a Brady uh, motion. Oh, okay. So there, in his four and a half years as a judge, he has never had to deal with a Brady motion. But don't worry, because Senator Kennedy, he's a fair guy, and well, he gave him another shot. Watch. Do you know what a Brady motion is? Oh, that's easy. Uh, Senator, uh, in my time on the bench, I've not had occasion to address that, and so uh, it's not coming to mind at the moment what a Brady motion is. Ah, so from his time on the bench, it's not coming to mind. Basically, he doesn't know. What's funny, though, is that, you know who does know? <laughs> yes, the great legal mind of the lovely Miss Mona Lisa Vito. Would you like me to explain? I would love to hear this. So would I. Yes, I think we'd all love to hear this, Miss Vito. So would you please, please explain the Brady motion, if you would. And I just hope Judge Cato Cruz is paying attention. Just wonder why Trotter gave you his files. I told you why already. He has to. By law, you're entitled. It's called disclosure, you dickhead. <laughs> now, now, don't get me wrong. I'm not sure if that last part is in the rule or not. Yeah, I don't know. Probably is not. that it? No, there's more. Oh, there's, there's more. Uh, Judge Cato, Cato Cruz, uh, you might be want to be taking some notes here uh, as the complete refreshers course continues with this explanation from Ms. Vito about the Brady motion, and it what continues. 
He has to show you everything, otherwise it could be a mistrial. He has to give you a list of all his witnesses. You can talk to all his witnesses. He's not allowed any surprises. <laughs> so there you have it. The Brady motion explained by Miss Mona Lisa Vito. Thank you, Ms. Vito. No more <laughs> questions. Thank you very, very much. You've been a lovely lovely witness <laughs> oh oh but don't worry because uh, <laughs> i'm sure she has another question for the esteemed united states magistrate judge from colorado and i think it's a question we're probably all thinking about right about now they didn't teach you that in law school either yeah, I guess the answer would be no. I mean, really, what even is that? Ladies and gentlemen of the nation, I think the only thing Senator Kennedy should have said after that exchange with Judge Cato Cruz is this. I got no more use for this guy. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that sounds about right. And I think it's fair to say Judge Cruz and Judge Jelkingren should not be appointed to any higher bench since it's obvious they probably need to go back to law school oh, or at the very least watch my cousin Vinny they might learn something <laughs> they will. Damon back to you ba -da, ba -da. all right very good Rick Delgado what even is that thank you yeah classic and, we were not have. disappointed I, I am thrilled classic. my whole day has been made thank you <laughs> but but the reason why I, I brought this out for today is because of the Trump arrest. Yep. If it does go to trial, it's called discovery. Yep. What do you have? You are, uh, uh, Mr. Bragg, you are not allowed any surprises whatsoever. Yep. Not, a, not like, you know, oh, he's hiding his, his, the felony that he's going to try yep. and, and prosecute. You can't hide anything. You have to disclose everything. You have to give a list of witnesses. You have to provide every single thing that you are going to use in this case so they can prepare an, a, a proper defense. And, and by the way, at that press conference, Alvin Bragg was asked, you know, uh, D.A. Bragg, you're <laughs> pointing to some mystery crime that was being covered up. Right. What is that crime? And he said, the law says I don't have to tell you what that crime is. Well, guess what? And by the way, I, I mean, I think this is going to be dismissed outright because I think this is flimsy as anything. But mm -hmm. uh no, it'll be interesting if it goes to court. Yeah. New York State discover laws require yep. that the prosecutor hand over to the defense all of the evidence within yeah. 14 days, I think it is. In including ex ex exculpatory evidence. Yes. Everything yep. needs to be handed over. Everything. Which, which is, you know, kind of got my attention when, when the next day, you know, all the screaming liberals who were, you know, excited about the um, right. about the indictment. Once they got a look at the paperwork, they're like, uh, huh? we might need an off-ramp here. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like, huh? I mean, I saw an interview with John Bolton where he pointed out that he is one of the people that would not like to see Donald Trump back in the White House. And he looked at it and said, there's literally nothing here. This is so underwhelming. This is probably going to be dismissed outright. Yeah. yeah. I was on CNN. I saw that, too. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. We'll see if we even make it to this December or January hearing. Uh, like you said, it could be dismissed before that. We'll see what happens. In the meantime, who knows what's going to happen? Um, they're going to just keep coming at him and coming at him and coming at him because that's what they do. His only crime, really, was winning in 2016 and be beating Hillary Clinton. Yep. That is why they are prosecuting. And because he's still going to go after him and expose them all. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll do some Slick Rick Sports. We got some other news to get to, that Ben Burkwam clip we will get to later in this hour. Live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice. Stay there.
that music means. It always means bad news, I think. <laughs> Anytime I hear that now, I think of uh, I think of in- inflation, which of course has consequences. You know, as the Fed raises interest rates to combat out-of-control government spending, long-term bonds have diminished in values, crippling banks. Depositors are holding their breath and investors while they're bailing on, on their bank stocks. Diversification has never been more important than it is today. The recent surge in gold prices has led to an extreme market volatility right now. That is why gold Gold has historically been a great hedge against the stock market and against inflation. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold Group. Birch Gold, they make it easy to convert an IRA or a 401k into an IRA in precious metals, and you're going to want to find out how to do this and protect yourself. Here's what you need to do. Text America to 989898 get your free info kit on gold from Birch Gold Group. They'll help you convert an existing IRA and 401k that's tied to a volatile market into an IRA in physical precious metals of gold and silver. And the best part is it's tax sheltered. So all you got to do, get it started. Doesn't cost you anything. Get the info. Text America to 989898 and claim your free info kit on gold today. They've got an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands upon thousands of happy cups customers, and countless five-star reviews, you could be the next one. Birch Gold is who you can trust to protect your future. Just remember, text America to 989898 today and get your free info kit from Birch Gold. And, uh, you know, speaking of banks, it's, it's kind of funny that I do that, and I come across this from earlier today. Um... And it's kind of fitting, really, when you stop and think about it. Uh, we were talking about some of the uh, some of the crimes that are not being committed or not being prosecuted, I should say. Um, well, turns out there's a funny headline coming out. Uh, this one from Fox News: The House Oversight Committee subpoenas banks for a Biden family financial records. Oh. Yes. Now this is something that uh, I believe President Trump had talked about years ago. Is that, you know, we should look at, you know, basically we should be looking at the government uh, employees and their families because there's a lot of, you know, things that go back and forth, influence peddling that goes on, and people make money off of that. The House Oversight Committee issued subpoenas to banks asking for Biden family financial records. Uh, it's been confirmed that the Oversight Committee, Committee subpoenaed Bank of America. Cathay Bank, I guess that's one of those hoity-toity. I've never heard of Cathay Bank. It's We're so, too poor, I guess. Yeah, yeah I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> they don't take deposits less than uh, you know two hundred thousand, probably. Uh, J.P. Morgan Chase, HSBC U.S., as well as uh, former Hunter Biden business associate. Merwin Yan asking for those financial records. Uh, of course, the Democrats came out and started screaming and. You know, clutching their pearls, screaming at the sky. Jamie Raskin, the Democrat out of Maryland, the top Democrat on the Oversight Committee, complained that the uh, that James Comer, the Republican out of Kentucky, was trying to hide information regarding the investigation from Democrats in the committee. Uh, in a statement, Comer said ranking member Raskin has again disclosed committee subpoenas in a cheap attempt to thwart cooperation from other witnesses. Given his antics from the first bank subpoena, the American people and media should be asking what information ranking uh, ranking member Raskin is trying to hide this time. No one should be fooled by his games. We have bank records and the facts are not good for the Biden family. And again, this is just a continuation of the investigation that's been going on 
And uh, Comer's been doing a pretty good job, mm. you know, on this oversight committee and trying to get to the bottom of this. Because let's face it, you follow the money trail, right? That's yep. that's what we that's what we hear all the time. Hey, you want to know why who 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 benefits from this? Yep. Follow the money. Yep. That's why I want to invest the way Nancy Pelosi invests. That would be nice. Oh, to yeah. 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 She's got to figure out the pulse. Right. She's good. <laughs> and thank you, America, for restoring balance in our federal government by electing a Congress that could call on these over, this oversight to see what's the questions that we've all been asking and we haven't gotten answers to. So yeah, thank you, America. Especially the fact that the, uh, yeah. the, the revealing, I guess, on some of these SARS, these uh, suspicious... Uh, activity reports that are reported by banks for overseas um, when it came out a couple weeks ago that there was an unknown Biden attached to the ones they knew about. They knew about Hunter. They knew about James. Um, they knew about, uh, I think they knew about the, the daughter. I forget her name. Um, but now I guess the wife of James Hunter was revealed to be the fourth Biden. And they're like, well, what the hell is she getting money for from, right. from communist China? What'd she do? <laughs> Uh, so we're going to find out more and more as as they keep peeling. The, and again, you know, you talk about the deflection. This is part of why they don't want you to know about this story. Hopefully, you know, the uh, the newly um, I want to say uh, the brave Republicans that are now in the oversight committee demanding this information. They keep this up. Do not stop because you don't know what you're going to find. So as we get more with that, we'll we'll expose it. We'll share it with you right now, though. It is time for sports. Let's turn it over to Slick Rick. What do you got in sports, my friend? Biggest golf weekend of the year. The Masters underway in full swing. Round two earlier today. Brooks Kepka, who uh, is a 12-under two-day for 132 score, leads the pack, battling out with John Rahm, Sam Bennett, Colin Morikawa, and Victor Hovland. So it's a five-way race for the top spot. We'll have a full report on Monday when it all wraps up. You know, it's back and forth. Tiger, well, he's still not out of the woods. He's back around 38 right now, trying to make the cut. So uh, we'll have, again, full report. Don't have all the details in just yet. It's on Peacock Network, and it'll be on NBC over the weekend. Definitely want to tune in Sunday about 4.35. You know, if you if you can't watch the whole rounds, you definitely want to catch that last hour or so of drama, especially if Kepka gets all the way down there and, and is battling it out. So, uh, again, we'll give you a full report on Monday. One quick story. You know, we've been talking a lot about these trends in sports. It, it seems to be sports is really the dominating place or the repository for a lot of these protests and what's going on the struggle between allowing well, basically, men to play in women's sports. I don't see a lot of women clamoring to get into men's sports. Kind of odd, but you know, it must be something in the water. But here we go. Swimming star, speaking of water, Riley Gaines assaulted by transgender mob at San Francisco State University. This is um, Alana Mastroangelo from Breitbart. That's a new, new writer for me. Former NCAA women's swimming star Riley Gaines was reportedly ambushed and hit by a man wearing a dress at San Francisco State University on Thursday after giving a speech about safety. Saving women's sports during a Turning Point USA and Leadership Institute event on the campus. Gaines's agent uh, said, instead of a thoughtful discussion tonight at SFSU, Riley was violently accosted, shouted at, physically assaulted, and barricaded in a room by protesters. 
Gaines shared a video on social media which showed her being rushed out of the venue by police officers and ushered into another room at San Francisco State while radical left-wing activists repeatedly scream, trans rights are human rights. And I'm sorry, I don't have the clip for this. Uh, but Louise Barker, Gaines's husband, added that he spoke with her while she was barricaded in the room for nearly three hours. She told me she was hit multiple times by a guy in a dress. I was shaking. It made me that mad, he said. It makes me sick to feel so helpless about it. She, uh, she was under police protection and was still hit by a man wearing a dress. Enough said there. Uh, in the past year, her goal in speaking at universities has been to educate her peers about her experience and what the impact of the growing number of biological males in women's sports will do to the integrity of Title IX. Bremer re, uh, re, um, recontinued. Uh, instead of a thoughtful discussion tonight at SFU, uh, like I said, she was violently accosted and, uh, you know, so far. And she's okay now, thankfully, but this this stuff just continues to go on. We yeah. talked about it last night, la- last few nights, right? Every time yeah. you go, I got five stories about trans and sports. Look what's going on with Nike. Yeah. Now, now having the uh, the Bud Light, Nike. the Bud Light guy, Bud Light, um, like pitching uh, women's athletic apparel. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I seem to remember there was a big hullabaloo a few decades ago about women not even being allowed to compete in certain sports. Yep. Right, and yep. and now they they finally, you know, they finally have their own leagues, that their own sports. Their and what's happening? Right. Oh, now they're letting guys play in the women's sport. Yep. Oh, you mean the guys that stink? Yep. Because they, they might do a little bit better if they get to beat up on women. I, I saw it in the MMA. In the MMA. I know. Insane. And, and some big names are speaking out. The great Martina Navratilova yep. spoke out about it. And also, uh, was it uh, Caitlyn Jenner has been speaking out Caitlin about it Jenner as well. And champion surfer Bethany Hamilton. You remember her? She had sure. her arm ripped off by a shark. Yes. And she's still a pro surfer. Yeah, wow. She says she will not compete against any trans yeah. uh, surfers. Thank, Enough. Thankfully for her and many others for sticking up. We'll do some more sports in just a little bit. Slick Rick Sports brought to you by Mike Lindell's MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com and uh, save some big bucks. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We've got that Ben Burkwam stuff from down at the border. We'll do that next right here. Live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice. small-minded prosecution. This will likely all backfire. In fact, it already is backfiring. Americans are very smart people, and they see what's going on. This is a persecution disguised as a prosecution. I would dismiss it on its face because it fails to state a crime. The only crime that I have committed is to fearlessly defend our nation from those who seek to destroy it. And now these radical left lunatics want to interfere with our elections by using law enforcement. We can't let that happen. With all of this being said, and with a very dark cloud over our beloved country, I have no doubt, nevertheless, that we will make America great again. Live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice on a Friday night. Thank you for spending your good Friday evening with us. We appreciate that. Again, Jody Giglio and Doug Smith of the New York Assembly joining us for tonight to kick off your weekend. And, and as always, Slick Rick Sports. we got some more sports with him coming up in just a little bit. Uh, real quick, something I wanted to make sure we touched on before we get to the Ben Burkwam stuff. 
the White House is getting blasted. And they do this all the time. And, and we've talked about it. And I like the fact that we talk about it. And then when it happens, it's easier for everybody to notice that it happened. <laughs> yep. Um, <clears throat> the, the Eastern news dump, they're calling this. Here we go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> White House blasted over Eastern news dump after Afghanistan. Remember that? Remember that debacle? We were talking about that last night. Transgender sports and IRS actions all coming at the same time. The Biden administration heavily criticized Thursday after it made a series of announcements on various hot topic, uh, hot button topics ahead of a holiday weekend. Uh, the White House released that long-awaited action report on the botched and disastrous Afghanistan withdrawal. They also, on Thursday, the IRS published a 150-page plan, which I didn't hear about till just now, on how it could deploy deploy their new resources. You know, all those new agents they got money for. Um, how they're going to be using that to go after the American people. And there was also another one here. Where is it in this report? Uh, criticize the report, blah, 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 blah. Um, there was something on the transgender stuff. Here it is. Um, the administration was also blasted for a subsequent Title IX revisions, opening the door to force schools and colleges that receive federal funds to allow trans students to play on sports teams. Now, we've already seen a bunch of states take preemptive measures in this. Republican South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem threatened to sue the administration over the rule, saying only girls will play girls' sports. Um, so that, again, coming out of the administration, they do this all the time. It's because they know you're not watching. Yep. Yep. They know you're exactly. busy, right? Yep. People are traveling. They're, they're with family. They're doing religious things. Sure. They're not paying attention to this stuff. So they slide it out on a late uh, on a holiday weekend or late yep. on a Friday when people are busy and hope that nobody knows or less people notice. Right. Right. Uh, absolutely. Because that's, that's how they sneak it past you. Oh, and by the way, here's more Trump. Let's give them more Trump yeah. because that that'll help. Another thing they don't want you to know about, of course, is what's going on at the border. It is still a problem. Yeah, we don't talk about it as much as we should. There's other things we're trying to cover, but it is a 24-7 problem yep. for the people that live down there that see it every single day, that have to deal with it every single day, that have to be... Um, they're threatened by it. Their lives, their livelihoods, their, their towns, their communities are threatened by it. Our country's being threatened by it, but our administration does nothing about it. We've got the Venn diagrammed Kamala Harris in charge of the debacle. As you can tell, it's quite the debacle because she's in charge of it. Yep. Um, and, you know, we've had uh, Ben Burkwam, who's been down on the border for, he's probably been down there more than he's been home wow. at this point. Um, just covering things that are going on. And this clip that he sent us, this piece that he sent us about what's happening, you got to see it for yourself. Um, this is cut number five. This is taking the robbers out at the Danan Gap. I believe it's called the Danan Gap. Um, check this out. This is down at the border between uh, the U.S. and Mexico. Again, one of the major things that the administration does not want you to know what is going on. Thankfully, Ben Burkwam putting his butt on the line to get us this story. Let's go with this. Cut number oh, something coming. Check this out. Three. 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 Three.
Yeah, you speak English? Uh, yeah, that's Angola. Where are you from? I'm from Eritrea, East Africa. Eritrea, okay. East Africa. Guys were as well armed as women that with what they call the smoga. Yeah. And then they shifted us somewhere along the Rasa. And they asked us what we have to give them what we have. I mean, you got to feel for these people. They're coming from bad situations. And I get it. They're not doing the right thing. And open up her legs. And the women and children are being raped. Right. But they're being. But they're being attacked. Like you said, Jody, they're being, the women are being raped. Kids are being. This is what you're doing. This is what the so called compassionate open borders left is doing to these people. So, all the reports we've been hearing all morning, we've got possibly three uh, armed robbers on the trail. It sounds like they're maybe part of the uh, paramilitary FARC group out of Colombia. We're not sure yet. Part of the group, the Center Front group, has gone out ahead. One of the other ha half of it has gone across the river to flank them in case there's any lookouts on that side. And we're waiting back here with one of the guys at base camp. Wow. They're creating a war zone at the border, and yeah. it's completely unacceptable. This, this He's in the middle of a gunfight. Hitting me. This is insane. They got him, they got him. They got him, they got him. Oh. Poof. We got him. Ben, 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 Ben. Got at least one or two in here. This is a daily occurrence down there. That's the scary part. It's a movie. Yeah. You got some? Yeah. You got something up here? Yeah, it almost seems like a movie. Like uh, you expect Ben Stiller and. Uh, this is what <laughs> secure in your country yeah. looks like. These scumbags came over from Colombia. They're robbing the illegal migrants because there's so many of them coming here. These guys raping women, robbing them, killing, murdering 
women and children if they don't get what they want. And these guys are on the front lines. Incredible. Yeah, it, incredible. It's insane. It's incredible. And, and that's that's it's hard to watch. That. You don't I mean, see that, that anywhere. Happening. You don't see that anywhere. And that's here in the United States. That's yep. not in Guatemala. That's not in Colombia. It's not. It's not in, in Bolivia. That's here. We could we could take a flight, land, and drive right to that spot. Yep. That's the insane part. And again, the administration does nothing about it. And and believe me, we've railed about the people coming across the border. We don't want them to come across right. the border. No. We understand the plight, though, because they're coming from a bad situation. They're being lied to. Completely. Saying, oh, no, it's fa- it's fair. It's fine. They want you to come. Yeah. Oh, they want us to come? Oh, yeah. Why they'll not? Get, they'll, give you a, they'll give you a Social Security benefits. You'll get this. You'll get Low that. Low risk, get high phone. reward. Right. Sure. Well, they'll fly you around the country. All yep. you got to do is get across the border. Yeah, you just got to. They're, they're you, getting these tax identification numbers that are illegal. They don't come up to any system and they're paying taxes if they are working the employers are taking them and they're that money is just going nowhere they have no benefits so now they're just trying to make it that everybody gets health care everybody gets we're going to the single-payer system for you know especially here in new york and it's coming to a neighborhood near you i have people visiting my office every day saying we want an extension of the essential plan to cover immigrants regardless of your immigration status when they can't work they're being exploited by a lot of people and trying to legalize sex workers, which is, you know, all the value that they really see in these people that are coming to our country. It's unfortunate. Yeah, it's a shame. They're just creating more and more victims. You see that in the lack of criminal justice. They're calling it criminal justice reforms. It's not. There's nothing about that. When you let victims continue to be victimized, when you let people who clearly you saw those people, they were terrified. Yeah, Uh, you could tell that they, too, are victims, but they're taking action. And again, we don't condone the action they're taking. But as they're taking that and as they're being welcomed in by Democratic politicians across the country who have no idea what they're going through, they just want to see them registered to vote and vote for them. Uh, That's that's what they see. They don't care about the plight. They don't care about helping to make sure this doesn't happen. All the casualties, how many people don't make it. Right. Okay. Yeah, they don't care about the bodies floating nope. around. They, they don't care. They really don't. That's the insane part because when it comes to their, their liberal ideology, and we've talked about this before, it's a means to an end. Yep. It's just a means to an end. They just have to get there. They don't care how they get there, who they have to step on, who they have to crush, who has to pay the price ultimately with their life in this case. Yep. Um, you know, uh, what's what's a little rape if, if we get what we want? You know, that's what the democratic mindset is, and that's the disgusting part. The, the problem, that's, that's one of the problems with open borders, because under the guise of being compassionate, you right. say open up your borders. That's what this is, because open borders leads to illegal crossings, which leads to illegal behavior, fat pouring across our undefended southern border. And we're seeing that right here in our communities here in New York. Uh, the mayor of New York City uh, is dealing with this now as they come to, to the city. Uh, so it, it's, not a, it's not a pleasant sight. Yeah. Cartels and, have taken hold of the United States of America. Yeah, yeah. And, and they're working in yeah. concert with the Biden administration. That's, that's basically what it is. Explain it, you, I, I would dare a liberal to explain it any other way than they're working hand in hand together. We open the border. You guys send them over. Everybody makes a little coin. We get what we want. You guys get what you want. Eh, who cares about who cares about the product? We just need it to be delivered. 
You know, and that's the sick way Very of upsetting. thinking about it. And a lot but of that's, coming over. But too. that's but that's what we're looking at, unfortunately. Yep. So scary. Thanks again to Ben Burkwam for putting his oh. butt on the line. Be safe. Man, oh man. Hopefully we'll see more from him. Stay safe, my friend. Happy Easter, everybody. Live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice on an Easter weekend. We'll be back. We got one more thing. Oh, wow. Show is almost over. We'll be back right after this. Stay there. from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice on an Easter weekend, a good Friday. It's been a good Friday. We've had a lot of fun with our guests, Jody Giglio and Doug Smith, both from the New York State Assembly. Uh, Doug represents uh, the second, no, the fifth district. Jody is in the second district. And of course, they're always working hard for the people of New York, the, the people they represent, and uh, hopefully we'll continue to do so. And, and also they, they kind of, whenever they come in, it's always nice to get the, uh, they pull the curtain back, so to speak, of what the lunatics on the left, the, of what they have to deal with when they're up in Albany. And uh, it's always nice to hear, but, but it's also a little scary because not only if it happens here, it's probably happening in your state too, if you live in a blue state. Uh, these are some of the antics that go on. There's a hunger strike, the hunger strike. Yeah. It's very strike. bizarre. It's very bizarre if you ask me. I, but I'm going to go. I'm going to not eat until you release all the criminals. 24 hours a day, but probably not in a row. Right. And they're not <laughs> so. starting until after Easter dinner. Oh well, are you serious? Yeah. She's serious. not going to start until after she fills up right. at Easter. Yep. Wow. Talk about dedication. <laughs> dedication That's, to the cause. Maybe yeah. we'll have a deal by then. Yeah, exactly. All right. Let's do our uh, our final hit of sports with slick rick sports brought to you by mike lindell's my pillow go to mypillow.com use our code at checkout lfs6b and grab some great deals especially from now until father's day because if you take that uh you take that uh receipt i guess you send it to damon and you get yeah. additional swag nice as they call it so it's a, it's a good it's a good deal you win you win uh, in your bed in your bath and on your body so there you go. We keep winning. I'm getting sick of winning. I, I'm never sick of winning. <laughs> oh, I need some good news. <laughs> uh, speaking of speaking of winning and losers, let's go to sports. Slick Rick, what do you got, my friend? Uh, we got a busy weekend coming up. In addition to the Masters, you have some pivotal NHL games tomorrow for playoff seedings and spots, and then also the NBA. So everything's coming down to the wire as both seasons wrap up next week. So very exciting there. Major League Baseball opening day, City Field in Flushing, New York. Who wins? The Mets. The Mets win 9-3 to over the Marlins. So a lot of Mets fans are excited. Boy, I had a lot a lot of angry friends last night. They had limos and buses, and they were going for opening day. And what do you know? They canceled the game the night before for rain. Turned out to be a beautiful day yesterday. But they had opening day today, one day late. You know, the Mets, it's always some story. Uh, but they did win today, 9-3. to three. And the Chicago Cubs at Wrigley, they beat the uh, Texas Rangers earlier today as well. 2 nothing again. We'll have a full recap on Monday. Just want to get to a, a quick story or two. You know, John Morant, the, the great basketball player, has been in a little bit of trouble lately. Well, here's a story. 
story that broke earlier today. John Morant's mother allegedly called him to confront shoe salesmen after helping white customers before her. This guy's been like a, a, a political night, uh, lightning rod. Uh, this is Warner Todd Houston of Breitbart. John Morant and a large group of friends allegedly confronted and threatened the shoe salesman after Morant's mother accused the man of serving white customers before her and not having her shoe size. Uh, uh, given Busby, a clerk in a, tour, a store in Tennessee Mall, is now telling the media that the NBA star threatened him. He claims he filed a police report over the incident, but never heard from anyone, Fox News reported. The store employee says he left so intimidated by Morant and his crew that he was shaking as Morant and his buddies yelled at him through the door. I was actually afraid, Busby exclaimed. According to reports, Morant also threatened the mall's head of security. The employee said the argument oh, began when Morant's mother accused the employee of serving two white women before serving his mother, Jamie. Uh, Jamie. Busby then added uh, that he did not have the sneaker in her size in stock, which set Morant off completely. Uh, Busby and Mar- said Morant began following him around the store, screaming at him while he took refuge at the stock room where he was fearing for his safety. Now, John Morant, you know, he was suspended earlier this year. He was the gentleman that was waving the gun in the gentleman's club. Uh, and obviously, uh, the NBA did suspend him and fine him. This guy is a, uh, you know, great basketball player, one of the top five, ten players in the NBA. Uh, but uh, really, just a crazy situation. We'll see how this develops, if there's any further instigation. But um, many have come out against this young man, the way he's behaving, including, um, you know, the NBA commissioner, Adam Silver. He said his con- his conduct was irresponsible, reckless, and potentially very dangerous. And the bigger concern is, what is it showing the young guys who look up to these guys and idolize these players, right? They buy their shoes, they buy their swag, and they see this kind of behavior. They think, hey, this is the norm. Yeah. You know, violence, uh, anger, uh, threatening, intimidating. This young man really needs a lot of help. It's a shame. And it's um, especially it's especially funny because, and I say funny because he didn't grow up this way. Right. He grew up in a very nice neighborhood. Both yeah. parents, you know, kind of yeah. kind of middle income. All the all the stuff you expect. Everything everything you might expect from a Brady household. Right. Right. That's the way he grew up. But as soon as he starts making money, he turns himself into a thug to try and give himself, I guess, yeah. cred. Yep. Meanwhile. He's costing himself, okay, have all the cred you want. You're going to cost yourself tens of millions of dollars, you yeah, I, dummy. He already did. I mean, he went gangster. Oh. He became gangster ghetto overnight with $35 million a year. It's crazy. Uh, and I have a, a study says climate change giving extra juice to home runs. It's an AP report. Of course. I'm going to leave it for Monday. <laughs> I think it's back to you. It's Good Friday. Let's end it on a positive note. Not this moronic stuff. Wow. <laughs> no pun intended on Morant either. All right. Oh. So if, if it keeps getting warmer, I'm going to be able to play for the Yankees is what yeah, you're telling me? Yeah. Doug, next Babe Ruth. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll get taller and I can play center for the New York Knicks. <laughs> there you go. That'll, yeah. that'll help. Um, all right, let's switch over to some quick news. One, one thing I wanted to touch on, um, and, and this is, unfortunately, it's not a good story. Uh, two Israeli sisters were killed earlier today, and their mother was critically hurt in a terror attack on the in the West Bank. Earlier today, officials said, escalating an already tense situation on multiple fronts. I'm sure you guys may have yeah. heard a little bit about this, the terror attack in Israel. Yeah, so now that has led um, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu to call up um, call up some border police reserves following the deadly attack. Uh, there's also news. Uh, let me see, let me make sure I get the the right one here because I think there was a uh, a launch of missiles into Lebanon as a response. I mean, things are getting, you know, it's it's a holiday. You know, I get it. It's it's Easter weekend. Yeah. Um, and this is a very um, volatile time in that part of the world. It's just uh, it just lets you know that things are uh, the things- hatred toward Israel is just. 
you know, it's it's so upsetting. Uh, the fact that they would attack the, the Jewish people and the Israelis during Passover, right. start firing rockets. Thank God they have that Iron Dome system to protect them. Right. Yeah. And now it's up to now I'm seeing a different report. We're saying three people have been killed. Palestinian militants carried out a pair of attacks killing three people, wounding at least seven as tension soared after days of fighting at Jerusalem's most sensitive, holy site. Like you just said, Uh, earlier in the day, retaliatory airstrikes had hit Lebanon and the Gaza Strip, sparking fears of a broader conflict. So um, just something to something to pay attention to, something to keep an eye on, hopefully send our best to. Our, our friends over in Israel, because yeah. let's face it, they're they're under constant attack over there. And you know what? This probably I'll I'll throw I'll go out on a limb here. I don't think this would be happening if there was a different president. I think certain factions of the world have been empowered yeah. by the weakness of our nation no and the weakness of our leader as he continually displays no his his feckless uh, foreign policy. I I forget who said it. I think it was uh, Baker who said it. He's been on the wrong side of every single foreign policy decision that he's ever been involved in. Um, Right. And we're seeing it. We're seeing it with what was displayed when they, as they try to rewrite history in Afghanistan with this ludicrous report and how he's proud of the way they handled the, 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 the extraction. I mean, it's, it's, we saw, I think the American people saw exactly what happened in yes. Afghanistan, where we became one of the leading sponsors of terrorism, possibly in the world by leaving behind over $70 billion in equipment. Right. And they're trying to, and Kirby's saying, well, you know, we left it for the Afghan forces. The Afghan forces were non-existent. So being the fact that they were no longer there, who did you really leave it to? Yep. yep. You know? And, and then, of course, the Brittany Griner situation where, hey, let's release, I don't know, maybe the biggest arms dealer Russia's ever known. Let's get him back in the game because, well, we've got a war to pay for and we've got to crank up the machine. Yeah, so now, today there was a leak, I guess, from the Pentagon about the Ukrainian strategy against the Russians. That is really a big problem once they know what the tactics are. Right. So uh, a lot of bad news coming, unfortunately. Sorry, Rick. I know you wanted to leave on a high note. No, we need the president <laughs> to get back in there to burst their balloon, pun intended. Exactly. <laughs> All right. We're going to wrap things up on a Friday night. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, we appreciate you watching. We uh, salute all our military members active and retired everybody fighting on the front lines doing the job every single day including people in the new york assembly like uh doug and jody uh firefighters nurses doctors truck drivers you name it thank you everyone for everything you do the police as well um emts happy easter happy good friday happy um passover we wish you all the best thanks to uh everybody on the show slick rick Aaron and, and Fran in the book. I'm losing my place. I got to go. <laughs> Live from Studio 6B. See you Monday. Peace.